All right, all right, all right. Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining me on this edition of uh, Street Performer's Guide to the Galaxy. This is Makalani Jones, uh, your host with the most. And thank you for joining me right here live on the Makalani Movement Show. Uh, covering a lot of things uh, from views and opinions, uh, news issues, music news, issues and music news, uh, jazz itself as a paradigm of music, um, as a living, um, I want to say, uh, descendant of uh, um, American music forms which are seated uh, in African consciousness, you know, uh, jazz, the blue note, the double time feel, the pentatonic scale, all of these things, the very concept of the blues singing from your soul, uh, blue, blueprinting the genome and the map of the African soul. Um, we see it live uh, in jazz, you know, so this is what this show is about. It's about jazz, jazz news, jazz views and opinion. Um, my life as a street performer, chronicling uh, from age 16 when I first started street performing uh, all the way to now and me teaching uh, my children music um, and giving them the entrepreneurial ability uh, to play trumpet, uh, giving them small bits and pieces and nuances and increments of uh, music theory, uh, dealing with intervallic relationships, melodic dictation, rhythmic dictation, uh, improvisation, and composition. But, you know, giving it to them in baby steps, because let's, let's face it, um, a child's job is to play. So I teach them these concepts and these nuances through playtime uh, in a very playful, uh, playful way while we're not only playing jazz, but also in a playful way uh, because they're kids. So that's what a kid is going to do. A kid's job is to play, you know, so. We've been going through the dog days of summer um, here in Colleen, Texas. Uh, temperatures varying from 98 in the afternoon all the way to 105. I'm not sure what part of the country you're listening in from. Or if summertime happens to be your quote unquote <clears throat> uh, vernacular or, or treat of pleasure, you know, uh, dealing with this heat, you know, dealing with this heat. But, you know, dealing with the heat, it, it adds to a level of introspection and, and uh, uh, conservation of energy, you know. Because it is hot, you know, you don't want to really get outside and do a whole bunch of stuff that wastes your energy that's not productive. So you're, you're very strategic, very strategic uh, with your time being a, 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 uh, a, a time management manager, if you will. Let's see. Um, yeah. What's that? Four on six. Four on six is on my mind. Gonna share this with you. Wes Montgomery, guitar player. Four on six. Uh, started out in a very non-traditional way, whereas a lot of musicians are trained in 18th century Baroque-style classical music from a very young age of tutelage, like piano lessons at age five or uh, showing some type of level of being gifted and talented and starting music when they were like two or three years old. Uh, that's not necessarily the case for Wes Montgomery because he picked up guitar when he was 19. 
and we know that Wes Montgomery was one of the best out there. So, four on six, ladies and gentlemen. Let me get into the mindset here. Let me pull it down. Dip, <clears throat> boom, dip, boom, dip, boom, dip, boom, dip, shame or disdain in my game. See, because I got my degree through sitting in at the jam session, getting knocked out the box, stepping right back in, getting closer and closer to the peak of bigness. Excuse me, I ask you, what time is it? What time is it? Kelda S. Kelda S. Jazz to the north, south, east, and west. 
Jazz it up, jazz it down, all around town. 40 degrees below zero. See? Step up to the mic. And live, see? Jazz. In. Stereo, see right there. Hey ho, little gentlemen was uh, at 30 minutes out of the hour I was West Montgomery scat interpretation by Makalani Jones your host with the most of four on six four on six four on six yeah after these messages we'll be right back Makalani Movement. Hi, I'm Makalani Jones from the Makalani Movement. I am your resident historian, your resident griot, African traditional religion, African traditional spiritualist, jazz music storyteller in the African tradition as our music, our messages, and our information were handed down in the storytelling tradition from lip to ear. Um, I'm available for consultations. Just inbox me and book your appointment with me uh, by visiting Cash App, dollar sign, Mojo Makalani. That's Cash App, dollar sign, M-O-J-O-M-A-K-A-L-A-N-I for a consultation and get a chance to see what your dreams are really saying. Bye, Makalani movement. And we're back, folks. Thank you for sticking and staying and not touching that dial. Thank you for sticking and staying and not touching that dial. Thank you for sticking and staying and not touching that dial. Thank you for sticking and staying and not touching that dial. Sticking and staying and not touching that Sticking and staying. Sticking and staying. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. So last night, you know, we got a chance to kind of go through some cool stuff um, down my memory lane, uh, talking about my uh, adaptation into... Uh, well, you know, a strong form of spiritual meditation, which includes, you know, physical movement, uh, being a practitioner of Hungar Tiger Crane and uh, the Yinfu system of Bagua. And uh, my brother, my training brother, uh, Brother Ja Will in Atlanta, you know, the early days there of us being on the tennis courts and stuff like that. Then we also got a chance to talk and chronicle my life as um, an early new beginning street performer. Uh, coming from Alexandria, Louisiana, having as recently street performed in the French quarters in New Orleans, and now being a student at my house, your house, Morehouse College, 
uh, to being a professional busker in underground Atlanta, Georgia World Congress Center in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, and getting a chance to share a stage as a street performer with my cohort, good friend, um, Mr. Kari Cabral Simmons on bass. Uh, you know, man, it, it's uh, it's been a roller coaster of a ride, a wonderful time, some awesome times. One thing that comes to mention is uh, the Monday night jam sessions at the Yin Yang Cafe. Excuse me, I'm sorry, not the Yin Yang because that was Tuesday. The Yin Yang uh, jam session that was Tuesday with Eric Vaughn and the Naked Jazz Orchestra. Okay, so it's it's not there. The Yin Yang, where is it located in Atlanta? It's near the Varsity. You know, where they 24/7, you can get like uh, milkshake, fries, and a hot dog on Georgia State's campus. So uh, the Yin Yang Cafe is near the Varsity. But no, this is this is Monday nights, Monday Night Live um, at the Homage. Uh, coffee house right on the corner of Trinity and Forsyth. Excellent place, man. I mean, brilliant memories getting into it here. Mm. How many connoisseurs of beer do I have out there? Well, um, so when I started sitting in at the uh, Homage Coffee House, I'm not necessarily sure I was old enough to get in, uh, being that I was at Morehouse at age 17, turned 18 while I was there. Um, but I was able to get into the jam session because I was a serious musician, trumpet player, and people had seen my skills and I was invited to come sit in uh, by none other than Hank Ward. Uh, that's Derek Hank Ward. He was my uh, first private lessons and in trumpet instructor. He was like, just be cool, man, be cool, this cat. It's like a, uh, if you can imagine Miles Davis, if he had a ball fade uh, with waves, tall dude, looked like he belonged in the NBA, could slam dunk on you, uh, had like a ball fade, his skin, uh, dark skinned black man, uh, looked like he may have come from Sudan or something. But Derek Hank Ward, man, that was my first teacher on trumpet. Um, he was like, just be cool, man, just be cool. Just stick with me, I'll get you in. I'll get you in. And that time when I was street performing, I was going by the moniker and nickname or the stage name Kid Mock. So. I was sitting at the jam session. Jam session was set up like a living room, like a living room lounge, man. Like there were lava lamps. There were these uh, beanbag, um, like like cushions that you could sit on, like just basically fall into on the ground. These cool futon couches. Before I knew what a futon was, um, and then like back towards the back of the club, which was the front of the club, there were tables and chairs, you know, uh, with candles and that type of thing. But man, they had fish aquariums. It was it was like something I'd never seen. It was it was dope. It was nice. It was like this eclectic place. It was like 70s meets 90s Las Vegas or something, you know? There was like velvet couches, you know, with velvet material and uh, big old uh, pieces of like plastic fake jewelry like sewed into the fabric. So it was like you were sitting on like gems and diamonds and stuff and uh, lava lamps and all that type of thing. and. Um, they had a disco ball, I think, as a nostalgic, like, hint of an era. And so it was always twirling, so it was glittery. 
but it's a jazz club, right? So you go in and, uh, oh yeah, how many connoisseurs of beer do I have out there? Beer, beer folks, beer folks, let me know. IPA people, foreign domestic. So um, because I was invited to the jam session to play, I didn't know any of the songs, mind you. All I knew was the music that I street performed to. At the time, I knew Sir Duke, you know, uh, uh, where you can sing and dance and clap your hands. You know, I knew that. I had a tap, tap dance routine to that. Um, I knew What a Wonderful World by Louis Armstrong. Saints Go Marching In, Do What You Want, some, some songs like that, but I didn't know like quote unquote jazz standards. So I was like, man, I don't know what I'm gonna do when they call me up to play. So I had been street performing all day. I had on my tap shoes, black slacks, uh, long sleeve, black turtleneck, and uh, a colorful vest that had like a peacock feather material and decorations on it, like different colors and stuff, uh, white gloves, and a top hat. Um, because I was at Underground Atlanta previously. So I just caught the train and got off at, uh, what's that station? The first station past West End. Oh man, I can't even think of the name of the station, but that's that's where you get off uh, to get to the Homage Coffee House on Trinity and Forsyth. It's in that part of down. Garnett, Garnett. Got off at Garnett train station, that's right. Garnett, wow. R riding Marta, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I got there and like, you know, you, you're part of the band. So, you know, you get free drinks all night. And I'm like, free drinks all night. You see, Fire ain't know nothing about nothing. You know, um, so I'm asking, like, do they have like apple juice, you know, Sprite, stuff like that. And so I got a rolling rock. Rolling Rock beer uh, for those of you that are connoisseurs of, of beer. So that was like one of the first beers I got accustomed to there at the Homage Coffee House. I was drinking Rolling Rock and they served some dish that caused them to have honey on all the tables. So all the tables had honey. So what I did was I poured honey down off into my Rolling Rock to like sweeten it up and make it like a soft drink beverage or something. You know, that was a little bit more uh, palpable uh, for my taste buds because I was not a beer drinker at all, you know, no, nothing like that. And so I'm, I'm walking around there with my honey uh, rolling rock beer. And they're like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up, snaps and claps. This young man is from Alexandria, Louisiana. He's here at Morehouse College. It's a young musician invited by Derek Ward. And I was like, oh, shit, they're talking about me. And I just got flushed with these nerves, right? And plus the way that I'm dressed, so people are expecting something. And uh, y'all give it up, Samson Claps, for Kid Mock, Kid Mock. So they call me up to the stage, and um, song that they called out out of, the, out of the fake book, what's called the fake book. So despite the name, ladies and gentlemen, even though it's called a fake book, it's a real book. It, and so that that's something too. The fake book and the real book are the same book. One is called the fake book and the other one is called the real book. And so they're the same book and they're a book of uh, jazz standards, um, uh, like different songs, like standard tunes, Stella by Starlight, How High the Moon, 
uh, straight no chaser. I'll provide a, you know, red clay footprints, uh, you know, stuff like that. Of course, I, I knew none of these tunes. So they like turned to the back of the book on me, man, and called this tune called Recordame, okay? Recordame. And so I later found out that it was pronounced uh, Recordame, okay? Um, by Joe B. So, like, I, I wrote the changes as best I could. It was an interesting time, first time sitting in. I guess I did okay because they called me back to come often. But uh, recording it goes like this. Uh, all right, let's see. Let me try to bring it up here. Talk to the band. Okay. All right. Oh 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 Flip or tweet and dope, scale people, don't be a shell, but don't be a dope. Shovel the fever, don't love the fever, don't love the fever, don't fever, fever, tweet and day, 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 And so that's, that's a break to go to someone else, you know. And so I soloed and I'm like, damn, this is on some next level shit. Everybody here is playing like their motherfucking Thelonious Monk or Art Farmer or motherfucking Wayne Shorter or John Coltrane. I mean, it was just like some weird, the, the oh man, man, um, the magic of the moment was so thick. It felt like I was at some type of audition to get into a music school or something. Everybody was completely serious despite how drunk they were or how staggeredly they were. When the music came on and when it came time to solo, the club got as quiet. You could hear a mouse piss on cotton. People had the ultimate reverence for people's uh, expression on their instrument, bro. I mean, it's like, you gotta understand, like when you're soloing, this is your expression. This is your expression. This is your expression about the things you've been through, what the song means to you, about the things you've been through, about what the song means to you, 
about the things you've been through, about what the song means to you up until that moment at that time. You are playing notes like, okay, yeah, blue notes, but red notes, green notes, gold notes. Everybody's doing it. The conga player, the drummer, uh, people on percussion, the keyboard player, the bassist. Everybody is so diligent. Everybody is so tactful. Everybody is so precise. It was just mind-blowing. It was my great aha moment that I was no longer um, in a small town like Alexandria, Louisiana, but I was on the world stage. I was in Atlanta, Georgia, folks. I was on the East Coast. I was playing East Coast contemporary music at age 17, 18, with seasoned jazz professionals sitting in at jam sessions and clubs I wasn't old enough to get in that I got in on based on the strength of Derek Hank Ward seeing me street performing um, at Little Five Points Georgia World Congress Center and also in what's called uh, Underground Atlanta next to Dante's Under the Hatch. Uh, Little Five Points. Man, wow, I'm going to have to come back and do a podcast on Little Five Points. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah, right there on Austin and Euclid Avenue, Sevenanda, uh, down the street from Mother Earth's Adornments. I'd be outside of Sevenanda, street performing, oftentimes with my good friend, India. Say it with me, India. You ready for the last name? Simpson. Do you know who that is? That's India.ire. Yeah, India Simpson from Denver, Colorado. She's my friend, my very good friend, my dear friend, my bosom buddy. We started out street performing together in Little Five Points in Atlanta, Georgia at Seven on the Grocery Store. Yeah, um, wow, it's a trip down memory lane. I guess memory lane is a trip. <laughs> oh shit. Mm. And so, Recorder Man, I sat in on Recorder Man, so at this point, after hearing everybody else's jazz skills and, oh my God, just being completely, I, I, I was not blown out of my mind to that extent since I, since a few weeks before I got to Morehouse when I was competing for a national scholarship at the George R. Brown Convention Center in Houston, Texas at the uh, NAACP Academic, Cultural, Technological, Scientific Olympics of the Minds acronym AXO, the AXO competition sponsored by the NAACP and it takes place every year. And the categories I competed again uh, was dance, uh, prose and poetry, dramatic interpretation, and music. And so you're surrounded by the best, most top brilliant minds from everybody and every, everywhere, everybody everywhere, everybody everywhere like that, like that in that order. And everybody's there to put their best face on, put their best foot forward and get a scholarship and go to school, you know? Um, and that's, uh, you know, like I, I, I kind of alluded um, in my Facebook uh, story on my timeline um, and also last night on the podcast, that's when I came in contact with Murphy Durr uh, from GT. Yeah, Ghana West Indies. Yeah, I met Merv at the AXO uh, Conference Competition in Houston, Texas, George R. Brown Convention Center. So I hadn't been in any situation of high intensity like that since AXO competition, which was like a, a few weeks pre previous to me being a freshman on the campus of Morehouse. Oh man, spirit night, bro. Becoming a Morehouse 
man and alumni, you got to go through this thing called Spirit Night, where you stand on the burning sands of time. And I am my brother's keeper. And you're there at 5 a.m. with your hand on the shoulders of the person in front of you, with your hand on the shoulders of the person in front of you, with your hand on the shoulders of the person in front of you. And there are upper heads, old heads trying to break the line. Who are you? What's your name? Are you your brother's keeper? Who is Martin Luther King? Who is Marcus Garvey? Who is Harriet Tubman? Who, who, I mean, you're getting hit. You're getting hit and they're hitting you because they're trying to break the line. They're trying to break the line and break your mind all at the same time, you know? But you can't let nobody take your scholarship. You can't let nobody break the line. And you're on the burning sands of time. Yeah. I've been working so hard, so hard to be a house man. So hard, so hard to be a house man. I've been working so hard, been working so hard. So hard to be a house man. So hard, so hard to be a house man. I've been working so hard. It's it's like a Negro spiritual mixed with some lollipop, 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 like a Nanigo six say King Kong Kong King King to King Kong Kong. And so this is what we're singing, and we're there from 5 a.m. to 12 noon, holding the line, bro, and. Then we had speakers to come through. Chuck D from Public Enemy. Flavor Flav! Spike Lee. Oh, man. When Spike Lee came through, it was complete pandemonium. Uh, wow. Jesus Christ. Man, I'm reliving all this stuff. Naeem Akbar came through. Um, author of the book From Maleness to Manhood. Hadn't had no sleep. Because you up. Out the door. Get up. Get up. Wake up. Wake up. Just like at the end of... Um, School days, right? Where Lawrence Fishburne has uh, the bullhorn and he's saying, wake up. Uh, three seconds. Oh, we've reached the 30 minute point, ladies and gentlemen. I am Makalani Jones. Your host with the most has been an honor and a pleasure. And thank you for joining me here at Street Performer's Guide to the Galaxy. I advocate highly that you like, share, and subscribe to my uh, listener-supported radio podcast and also smash the Cash App. And you can do so by going to Cash App dollar sign M-O-J-O-M-A-K-A-L-A-N-I that's dollar sign Mojo Makalani thank you I love y'all and good night for now